Hey, it's Kathy. I'm so excited because, drumroll please, doors are officially open to my program, The Abundance Method. I have been wanting to put this program out in the world for two and a half years. I've been working on it behind the scenes, and this is my signature program. This is the program that is going to teach you the method, the framework for how to become a master manifester in your life. Why is that? Because everything is vibration. We live in a world that is atomic. That means the world is made of atoms, which is energy. 99.9% of every atom is energy and less than 1% particle. So in order for us to manifest in our life, we need to become the highest vibe possible and to sustain that. This program is going to show you how to meditate and how to set your day on the right track so that you have a practice that can help you project your amazing energy into the world, which will bend the 3D, which will help you manifest in ways that you won't even believe. This is a transformative live 10-week program. It is designed to help you on this journey of spiritual awakening. It's going to give you tons of tools. I'm going to show you how to change your energy, master the manifestation once and for all, This is the first program of its kind. We're actually trademarking all of this framework because it is something that is so unique. And I think you're going to be so excited about learning it. Also, there are some bonuses right now. If you sign up before May 10th, you'll be getting a physical abundance box. Plus, you're going to get an exclusive podcast so that you can be listening to this program. If you can't make the live Zoom calls, we can give it to you on a track so that you can be listening to it like you do a podcast. Also, you're going to get a pack of 10 meditations from me. And you're going to be getting a training that I just gave a workshop called Permission to be Rich, one of the best workshops I've ever done, which you will love. And there is a platinum level to this program. If you choose the platinum level, not only do you get extra coaching calls with me, you also get extra mentor support, but this is really cool. You also get a retreat included. My retreats are normally $3,000. You will get the retreat for free included. Plus, You will get a front row seat at that retreat because you will be on the platinum VIP track at the retreat. All of this is here for you. I'd love to see you in this program. I want to see you tapping in, turning on to that electricity within you so that you can find your way to the life that you were born to manifest for yourself. You can join us now at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait. Get on in there. See what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. The best practices won't mean anything unless you you have a reason why you're doing it. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work, I want to do my life's work, this is the show. This is the show, Don't Keep Your Day Job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. 2018, this is going to be your year. Thanks to Rothy's for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. I love my Rothy's and I know you will too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my listeners, free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoes. And trust me, you will not return them. Go to rothys.com and enter code DREAMJOB to get your cute shoes and free shipping. Get yourself a pair today. That's rothys.com, promo code DREAMJOB and get this deal while it lasts. Thanks to Beta Brand for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are so comfortable. Visit betabrand.com and use my code DREAMJOB to get 20% off yours today. Thanks to Weebly for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Weebly is more than a beautiful website builder. It's an all-in-one platform for artists and entrepreneurs who want to sell their products, build their brand, and create successful online businesses. Go to weebly.com slash dreamjob to get 15% off your first purchase. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners a limited time offer of two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents to sign up go to skillshare.com slash dream job again go to skillshare.com slash dream job to get two months of unlimited access of over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents hey guys welcome back to another episode of don't keep your day job thank you so much for listening to the show i don't know how many times to say it but you guys are the best um we just reached over 2 million downloads of this podcast and 
I can't tell you how that lifts me up and how exciting that is. One of the best parts of it is that I've gotten to meet so many amazing souls. If you want to connect, I answer every single one of the DMs that comes into my Instagram. So come on over and find me there at kathy.heller, Kathy's with a C, and tell me what's going on in your life. Tell me something that is exciting, or if you're struggling with something and you want my support or input, I'm happy to be there for you. I just want to say thank you for listening to the show. It really means more than I could put into words, and I'm so grateful to have this place in your life, and thank you for listening. You could do a million things with your time, and it means the world that you choose to be here, so I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to keep showing up and being real and being honest and bringing you the best possible content I can bring you because I think that your time is the most valuable thing you have, and it means the world to me that you're spending it here. We have a super awesome guest on the show today. You're really going to love her. Um, Her name is Hannah Hart, and a lot of you might know her from YouTube, but in a second, I will tell you a little bit about her if you don't know who she is. Before I introduce you to her, there's a couple things I want to tell you about. In a few weeks, I'm going to be doing a free masterclass on the five secrets if you want to have a successful podcast. This is what you need to know in order to start your own show. It's going to be super fun. If you're interested, you can go to www.everyonecanpodcast.com and you can get more information there. Or you can go to the link in the show notes on iTunes or you can go to the link on don'tkeepyourdaydrop.com and you will find a way to get more information and to stay in the loop. Okay, so today on the show, we have the incredible Hannah Hart. Some of you might know her because she's the creator of the super popular award-winning YouTube series, My Drunk Kitchen, but that's only one of the many things on her list of accomplishments. Besides being one of the most famous online personalities, she's a best-selling author, an actress, a leading voice in the LGBT community, and mental health awareness. She's also the co-host of the amazing newer podcast, Analyze This, the self-help podcast that just can't help itself. Every week, she and her best friend, also named Hannah, test out a new self-help fad and share their candid, no BS feedback about the experience, and they're both such a delight to listen to, so I definitely recommend you check that out after this episode. So we recorded this at my house, and I had such a great time getting to know this raw, honest, delicious human being, and she's accomplished so much and grown such a huge, incredible community, but she's so real. She's so down-to-earth and not afraid to be herself and show up as who she is, the good times, the bad, she brings it all with her. And that's definitely something I think we should all strive to do. So I hope this inspires you to be okay and proud of who you are because you're amazing. You're enough. Bruises and all. You're awesome. All right. We're going to get to this interview in just a sec. But first, let's say thanks to one of our sponsors. Are you ready to try on the most comfortable flats you've ever worn that you can wear all day, every day? Seriously, you're never going to want to take them off. And let me tell you a little bit about my Rothy's. They're so cute. I have these color block ones that are like pink and burgundy, and everyone's been complimenting me on them. Rothy's is the everyday flat for life on the go. It's stylish, classic, comfortable, and comes in three fashionable styles, the flat, the point, and the loafer. It's going to blow your mind that they've made these shoes from recycled plastic water bottles because they're the softest shoe you'll put on your feet, and you're going to feel good about wearing them. I love my Rothy's, and I know you will too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my listeners, free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoe, and trust me, you will not return them. Go to rothys.com. R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com and enter dream job to get your cute shoes and free shipping. It's a no brainer. Shoes that are comfortable, stylish and sustainable. Free shipping. Go get yourself a pair today. Rothy's dot com promo code dream job. Get this deal while it lasts. All right. Now, without further ado, the lovely Hannah Hart. Oh, my gosh. Here we are. (laughs) Um. You're adorable. Oh, thank you. Wow, this like, is the best. I have to say that since I walked in this room, I've been complimented like 10 times and it is making my day. This is good. This is a good thing. Um, no, you have enough like cuteness and energy to power like a city. Oh my God. I mean, anybody who's watched your YouTube knows that. It just gets better. But like seriously, like you have like a army's worth of like charisma oh, wow thank you i i appreciate you saying that because i don't always feel you that know way. that's true no you know sometimes Stop I, uh, it. I've th- no no i'm in, in my household i'm i'm the grumpy one i like people a lot but when i'm at home i'm like i want to play my video game <laughs> boop, 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 boop. you know <laughs> 
So um, we have so many things to talk about. Um, we're going to get right to it. So most people in the world, if they're not under a rock, probably know who you are from your incredibly successful um, YouTube channel. Do they? The- I mean, you know, YouTube's know. so different these days, You though. think? I do. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, the space has changed. Two and a half million subscribers. That's pretty, pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty legit. Yeah. Um, so there must be things that are going on in that show that cut through a lot of the noise. And I want to talk about sort of what your why was when you started it. Mm. Let's go back. Why did you start this? And how did you start this? And like, let's just go. From let's there. take a trip in the Wayback Machine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. That's one of my favorite things to do. So back in ye old March of 2011, I uh, had just moved from... San Francisco to New York City. And I was the generation involved in the, you know, in the recession, when the recession hit 2008, 2009, that whole overeducated, underemployed. So we all went to college and we thought we were going to get jobs and there were going to be entry level positions after you graduate. And that's why, you know, you absorb a lot of student debt. But then when the market crashed, it was, there were no entry level positions. So for me and my generation of people graduating in those years, I think it was probably realistically, I think the effects were felt like 2007, 2009. I don't know. You, we went out there and we're like, great. So what on earth are we going to do? I was pursuing a career in translation. So I studied English lit and Japanese language. So I got a job as a part-time proofreader at a translation firm. Um, anyway, long story short, in March of 2011, I was living in New York City, working a couple jobs, trying to figure out if what I wanted to do with my life was going to be possible. And then I happened to make a video for, as a joke for a friend of mine, uh, called, yeah, it was called buddy. Oh shit. Back then. Yeah. It was called buddy. Oh shit. Uh, cause I just sent it to her via YouTube, the platform through which you sent videos to your friends. You know? And you didn't make it a private link because you didn't. Why would you I make, that savvy or you didn't even think anyone's possible? watching it? Was private link? Was it possible? Two thousand eleven. I you don't even know. You sent her a video talking about what? What was it? About? It was uh, called. Uh, it was called Buddy O Shit, which is now known as My Drunk Kitchen, and it was a video of just uh, drinking and cooking. So what happened was is that we were talking on. Um, we were talking on video checks. My sister had just gotten me my first MacBook. It was like the white MacBook. Oh yeah. And yeah. my my friend who was my former roommate was like, "Oh man, dude, I miss when you would like get drunk." And cook man and i was like dude i will get drunk and cook for you right now so i opened up photo booth and shot a video for 45 minutes and then i cut it up in iMovie and sent it to her i actually have a screenshot of the email saying i have a surprise for you and it's a link my god yeah okay so what happened you wake up the next day and there's like three hundred thousand views no yeah Maybe Stop. like over the course of like that week, probably. What? Yeah, it was really nuts. It was really, really wild. And there was people in the comments section saying things like, this is my new favorite show on YouTube. And I was like, show on YouTube? What does that even mean? You know? But again, this was seven years ago now. Oh, yeah. And that very friend, who is the reason, My Drunk Kitchen, who is the reason my career even exists, is now the co-host of my very own podcast, <gasps> Analyze This. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So this is crazy, but still, you had to do a tremendous amount of of things. Yeah. And you've been working. It wasn't like overnight. It was like, great, so here's your full-time yeah. career. I really don't believe that there is such a thing as the overnight success. I think that's something that we tell ourselves yeah. to, to either give ourselves the permission to give up on what we once thought was our dream. Like to be like, well, I'm never going to be an overnight success. Or, oh, look at all these people. They're just overnight successes. I'm not going to do it anymore. Or give ourselves an excuse for not making it happen. Yeah. You know, oh, if this is going to take more than one night, do I really want to commit to this? You know what I mean? Right. And also it's easy then to not take responsibility because you're like, well, all these people are just so lucky. Viral superstars. Overnight look at Like, So, but no, let's talk about what happened the next day. So were you like, well, this is their favorite show. Maybe I'm going to make a show. Well, it was more like, huh, as someone who was never... You know, I had a lot of practical responsibilities that I needed to fulfill, like having money to pay for things. And it seemed like a career in entertainment was a really um, impractical choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, I, frankly, I wasn't brave enough to put myself out there. Like I wasn't a theater kid. Like I didn't do that because it was scary, you know? And it seemed like everyone that did was so confident or like they were just so assured and they, you know, could just walk around singing and blah, 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 blah. And it just didn't feel like that was something I could do. So the privacy and the ability to, to make a video, which was both fun, you know, from a like creative exercise side, like as a more like the, the writer sculptor side mm-hmm. of your brain, mm-hmm. 
and or like side of your creative mind uh, and the performative side. So I just was like, wow, I guess I get the chance to make things, which is great. We all have the outlet to make things. We all can pick up a pen and paper. We all can, you know, screw around on your computer if you have the ab- fortunate ability to have a computer or a smartphone, et cetera. Uh, but if you have a creative impulse and you're not exercising it, right. you feel really bad. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. Like if I go a week without making something, I feel really bad. And then I'm like, wow, Hannah, you're a garbage monster again. <laughs> and then I think to myself, what can I possibly do to pull myself out of this yeah. funk? And the answer is always just make something. Yep. And if, if it's put up a shelf in my office or do a coloring exercise or yeah. just make something, just do something, yeah. cook a really difficult meal like that. Just something that involves creativity and mechanics yeah, in some totally, way. You totally. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm and a songwriter and I started my entire journey and grew that as making as a maker. And I totally can understand that feeling of your soul sort of like Screaming. crying and yeah. going, I can't breathe. Yeah, Please yeah, yeah. do something. Right. You know? But it's hard to, de- it's hard to decipher. You know, it took me a really long time to realize that that's what it was. So at what point, how much later after you had sent that video to the other Hannah, were you doing this consistently? Were you making the show? How long? Is this six months later? Is this a year later? Is it like four a year? Weeks? A year later. Consistently? Like, defi- let's define consistency. I think for my first year on YouTube, I was posting videos every couple of weeks, you know, with like three weeks here, six weeks here two weeks here. And I only did My Drunk Kitchen three times. And then I did another video, Advice from the Heart, I think was my fourth video. And then after that, I did like a music thing because I really, really, really didn't want to get pigeonholed as, frankly, as a drunk. You know what I mean? Because that's not cool, man. Drinking's not cool, kids. Like it is cool. It's fun or whatever, but it's not... The, it's it's one joke. It's like one right. bit. It's not your identity. It's not something that you're like so passionate about. Yeah. Come but it's on. funny. Like people do like know about that because it's hilarious. It's kind of like NBC is to friends as Hart slash Hannah Hart is to my drunk kitchen. Right. There's lots of shows on NBC. There's lots of different programming me do, they do. Sometimes, hell, they have the Super Bowl on. You know, it's like a bunch of different stuff. Right. But everybody knows friends. it's just a it's a great juxtaposition of being drunk and cooking it's, it's just fun. It, it was I mean, adorable it's, <laughs> it was very clever but there's so much more to you right? and we're gonna get to this podcast that you're doing because i oh. think this podcast is very in line with what our podcast audience is really about analyze so, this baby but that podcast and what it's about um i think speaks to why there was just more substance that you wanted to put in the world. And so you were doing this advice from the heart and mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you saying in those first videos? And how did you make a video and click publish without thinking the thought of this like sort of imposter syndrome? Because I know a lot of people feel oh, like, who yeah. am I to make a video? What are people going to think of me? What mm-hmm. am I gonna... But you had the courage to just keep going. Well, interestingly enough, because it wasn't related to like my core creative truth it was easier to make mm. videos what i really wanted to do was publish a book and at the time they were doing a lot of blog to book publishing so i thought okay youtube could be my entryway into publishing a book someday um so it wasn't as scary to post videos as it would have been to post like essays or poetry or right. rem- any creative writing i had done short stories whatever that that shit doesn't see the light of day <laughs> that's interesting it's like that's well much- it does now i published two books but no small it thing it didn't before it didn't hannah you're so awesome and i want to keep going but first we have to take a quick ad break Thanks to Beta Brand for supporting our podcast. Beta Brand dress pant yoga pants are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. Features include ponte fabric with dress pant detailing, faux zipper and pockets. You can choose from styles like boot cut, straight leg, crop, leggings, and more. Plus, they come in different color options like black, navy, gray, and khaki, and they have selections for all shapes and sizes. So I love the ones that I got. They're called the office pajamas. They're super cute. I feel like when I'm wearing them out, it's like... It's this big secret because I'm wearing something that's as comfortable as like yoga pants or pajamas. And meanwhile, I look cute and stylish and everybody's saying, where'd you get those? And I'm like, beta brand. That's why I started wearing beta brands, dress pant, yoga pants. Visit betabrand.com and use my code dreamjob to get 20% off yours. Millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. That's betabrand.com, B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com and use my code dreamjob to get 20% off your dress pant, yoga pants. Let me know how you guys like them. What advice would you give to somebody who would love to be creating videos or anything, blog posts, a podcast, and they do feel like, 
who am I to do this? Mm, you know, yeah. like, I don't even know if this is it's, like worth you know, anything. It's really hard because now that I am a quote unquote professional creative is like the difference that they say between professional and amateur is that amateurs are precious with their work. Mm, that's fascinating. Yeah. And, I'm, and the they is, uh, this is an amalgamation of quotes and experiences. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's really hard because I'm an amateur a lot in that way. You know, if you want to be an online content creator, you have to be consistent regardless of the results. Like regardless of if you post a video and it gets yeah. five views, you got to show up. You keep just going. have to just yeah. keep posting stuff. Then at the same time, the, the bliss of not having a lot of eyes on you is that you have the freedom to find your voice. I had a very public learning curve for making mm. content. Like there, I, I put up one video. And now people were looking at my videos. Right. Have you so, gone back and looked at Gary Vaynerchuk's old videos? Like, it's oh, adorable. Yeah. He's like sitting in I his know. little vest and he's like, hey, everybody, at like a card table. Mm-hmm. And it's I know. Like, but good for him. But good like, for him. And good for you. Yeah. Like, you have to start where you're at. Where you're at. Yeah, start where you're at. And I think yeah. that like, I would, I would caution people, if you, if you are pursuing some sort of creative expression, I would caution you to not think about the... Uh, quantitative results of it, but the qualitative results. So like you can, sure, you can look at how many people read your blog post or how many comments you have or how many views on a video you have, but that doesn't matter. What matters is staying grounded in your experience of making it mm-hmm. because that is the reward. Everything else is just a gamble. Like even right now, every day I worry about how this is going to last a lifetime. And that's a big worry, yeah. you know, like that is because at this point I... I mean, I haven't had a corporate job. I haven't had a job since 2011, 2012. You know, I've had this. I've been running my own business. And I feel that any small business owner must share this same kind of conviction, which is like, oh, shit. Like, what if this just stops? Yeah, the other night I woke up at four in the morning and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to pay for this house. And Mm -hmm. I do all these creative things. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's not like you have a salary where someone's like, we are going to employ you as long as you don't burn down the building. You have a job and this is what we're going to pay you. No, Mm -hmm. we have to keep creating this. I Mm -hmm. think that that's a very honest thing to say. And this is part of what people love about you is you just tell the truth. Part of what's made you successful, I think, just from an observer, is not having shame around not being perfect. Not oh yeah. Shame around having a fear, having a, a, a insecurity. Oh man. I got to tell you when I post a video and it doesn't do well, it, it, it cuts me to the core. It sucks. It's actually a phrase that can't be said in the house because I am so sensitive. I'm like, I don't want, I can't hear the phrase. Didn't get that many views. Didn't do well. I cannot hear the phrase that didn't do well. Cause it just really sucks me out of it. Mm-hmm. And it makes me just like, I have a very, very strong failure narrative in my mind, which is probably why I'm like, gotta make stuff, gotta go. Da, la, 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 la. Same, totally. Yeah. Right. And so then it's like to hear like, no, nah, that didn't do very well. I'm just like, I posted it at all because consistency has always been really difficult for me. If you're looking at all of this that's gone down and somebody's asking you like, I would love to do this, but how am I going to break through? YouTube has so, so many people, content creators. What do you think is the way to stand out? Or do you feel like it's done? There's no way, there's no room for anybody anymore. It's not going to happen. I don't know. I think that you just have to make something that you really want to make. And so if you read the playbooks and the this, that's, and you want to try out all those things, then try it out. I mean, it's kind of hard. It's like, if you experience fulfillment in the process of making it, Mm -hmm. then you're at a good spot. If you are only waiting for the result, then you're not in a good spot. And you weren't waiting for the result because you had a job for about a year while you were kind of like doing this stuff. And at what point were you able to quit your job and do that full time? I think when I moved out to Los Angeles, so after about a year, I mean, to be fair, I made no money off YouTube. I made the majority of my money. And by money, I mean like $18,000 for the entire year off of um, T-shirts, selling T-shirts funny t-shirts that said like taco is the most versatile fruit or parkour to you or you know any no judging like just t-shirts that I would sell that were linked to phrases in the videos and that was enough to keep me afloat and that was enough for me to use that money to buy plane tickets to go to meetings in Los Angeles Uh, but you don't get paid to go to a meeting Mm-mm. No, you know, so um, it wasn't for a long while. I mean, it just kind of steadily built like I'm seven years in and I have improved upon that like seven times. Right. So that's kind of the gauge I use to track my years. 
is only against myself. Yep. The yardstick isn't other people's success. It's exactly. Exactly. Like with podcasts, right? So like with Analyze This, which is the self-help podcast that just can't help itself, uh, this podcast <laughs> is a passion project for me and something that I am lucky enough to do. Like I'm like, oh, I love the podcast. I can't wait to do the podcast. It's not, you know, podcasts have been done online for years and years and years. So I'm not like breaking new ground. I'm not, I'm not trying to break new ground. What I'm trying to do is have a podcast because yep. I like podcasts. <laughs> Why did you want to start a podcast about this particular topic, about self-help, about really understanding how to make ourselves more fulfilled, happier? You know, I think that it was because when you look out into the self-help, self-help as a fad right now is I'm all about it, you know, because I think that no matter what, somebody's going to eventually get something out of it. Hopefully, maybe. I mean, it is a big fad. Like there's gratitude written on pillows and shit, you know, and you're like, ah, and when I see that, I'm like, God, Hannah, be more grateful. And it actually makes me feel bad. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no. but like, just, but like discussions of that, because not everything works for everyone. And some things really work for me. And some things really work for my friend, Hannah. Uh, some things really work for you. Some things really work for everyone. Everybody's got their stuff, right. right? And so what we wanted to do is have a space where it wasn't like, here I am floating on a lily pad, Pinterest board, every, like I'm the most zen, blah, blah, blah. I didn't eat sugar for nine weeks oh, and my no, whole life I changed. This person. Whatever. But you know what I mean? They exist, right? Like that person, you know, and then the other thing that's really popular, which is the like, I'm a hot mess. My life is a wreck. Like, wow. Can you even believe how like tragically like hilarious my life is? La, la, la. Um, Two extremes. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to just be in the middle, which is like, you know, the tedium of mental health. You know, like if you have like chronic depression or you struggle, and I'm talking specifically about myself, like depression and like ADHD, these are things that are not diseases to be cured. These are just aspects of your life that will be there in different ways throughout your life. You have to learn to tolerate it and live with it. You have to, yeah, you have to learn how to, how to manage it best for you or like what systems you have, you know, like there's no cure to depression. Yep. There's only being able to get through your ups and downs to make your peaks and valleys less extreme. Yep. Somebody just DM me on Instagram and said, I love your podcast. Would you be willing to have somebody on to talk about mental health? Because I find it really frustrating to hear all these people giving this great advice and not necessarily taking into consideration that some people are suffering with bipolar, depression, a number of different things. And it makes it even harder Mm -hmm. to sort of have the confidence about things, to have the gumption, to have the, you know, motivation and, and stuff like that. It takes a lot of, it takes a lot of work and at the best, and and I'll repeat myself, like tedium, it's tedious. It is tedious to constantly have to manage this aspect of your life with this maintenance, right? It's, it's tedious just through and through, like to be scheduling things. Like for me personally, I look at my schedule and I set up all these great things and I get so excited. And then if it happens to fall in the window, that's either like the 10 days prior to my period or just there's something that's happened and it's like a big depressive downswing, like chemically, hormonally, whatever. It sucks because I'll have days. And I posted a video about this on my channel called Depression in Under Two Minutes. And it starts with like, wow, I was really looking forward to today. And that's the thing that frustrates me the most is that when I have days that I've been excited about and been anticipating, and then I forgot that it fell in like my shadow time where I'm like, oh no, man. Uh, you know so so frustrating it's frustrating i feel like everybody can relate to suffering though like everybody as much as people want to pretend and curate these posts on instagram that like their life is just perfect their marriage is perfect their kids are angels and they have the best lunch and the best vacation like most people have pretty significant amount of anxiety people are struggling with like suffering and thoughts and lots of different ways but do people really look at other people's posts and think their lives are perfect? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, this is a thing. Not everybody can make a space for people the way you are. See, this is the thing. This is called radical empathy. And the only way to have this radical empathy is because you show up and go, this is me. This is it. Like, I'm going to bring all the parts of me to the table and I'm going to have tea with myself and Mm. not say like, well, this part of me can't come, Mm. you know? And therefore, you give other people permission to be like, Whatever you are, like I've got to learn how to de-invite some people from, uh, from my tea, from some parts of myself from my tea. <laughs> Delete it. You in are therapy, the weakest link. You are the weakest link. You cannot link. come in therapy. My analogy for like the parts of myself uh, are like a boardroom. 
So like I'm in a boardroom. That's hilarious. Yeah. I just see different versions of you in suits. All around the so table. Not That's you. So it's very funny. No, yeah. We're all in a boardroom. There's all the different versions of me. There's me and I'm like, I'm at the head of the table. Like, okay, guys. So this week I would really love if um, judgment and criticism. Hi, guys. And they're like drinking Red Bulls and they're like, ah, you suck. And I'm like, I would really like it if you guys could just like pull it down a peg da, 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 da. and then like my little like creative like fairy self is like um that's okay judgment and criticism it's pr- they're probably right and i'm like no stop it creativity don't listen to them you know and then there's like burden and responsibility and like yeah so like i have a little boardroom in my mind so i'd love to be able to de-invite judgment and criticism mm-hmm. uh and failure i'd love them to not even have a seat anymore right but i can try and just make them but smaller. they're there yeah. and we're all gonna have to deal with them so in your journey oh wait, um, wait i want to pick back i want to back i want to pick back up about the thing about seeing people on facebook with quote-unquote perfect perfect lives etc oh yeah um so like i don't have a personal facebook account i don't because i had a personal facebook account that got converted into my public facing account and i just never made another one right because it was like oh well you know, I had Facebook when Facebook launched in college. I was a college student, so I had the resume Facebook page. That was like the picture and there was nothing on it. Yeah. So I don't ever go on Facebook. And I think maybe that's why I totally missed the boat on this idea of like the perfect lives people have or whatever. Instagram is the closest thing I, I use. And I guess it's like you just have to kind of ground yourself, right? Because it's not them that's saying I have a perfect life and you don't. It's you saying, what can I find that will make me feel like I don't have a perfect life? Mm. You know, it's, it's coming from you. You're like, how's my life not perfect today? Oh, look at these people. Maybe I need that pink hat or whatever. You oh know? Oh my God. This is big stuff. <laughs> You're like a monk or something. That's big. <laughs> it's true. This though. is true. This is very true. In your own journey, um, so far. What are some of the things that you've done along the way that actually bring you more well-being? Like, is Mm. it meditation? Have you listened to some, like, amazing record? Is it a sound bath? What are the things that you go to? What are some of the tools that you found? Well, I think that, okay, it depends, right? Because there are different tools being applied to different crafts or whatever. So if it's an ADHD thing, like a, I can't focus, I can't pick, and I'm getting so overwhelmed that it's turning into depression. If it's an ADHD thing, I have to you know, either I'll like medicate, um, or I'll have some caffeine or I'll exercise or something to try and like bring focus into my life. Um, or I'll remind myself that I have ADHD and forgive myself for it. Like there's, there's different tools for different things and everything is unique to you. So it's kind of like a tree, right? It's like, here's the thing that you've taken the journey to identify. Like for instance, oh my God, I think I am depressed or, oh my God, I think I have ADHD. You've figured out what your thing is. And then underneath that are all these different options for ways of living with that, right? And you just got to start trying them and see what works. And sometimes one will work one time, but it won't work another time. So you have to use a different tool, different tool, different tool. So for me, some of the tools I use are when I'm feeling depressed, I have to go on a walk because it takes me out of my own narrative. Mm. It's really important for me to go on a walk and I have to go on a walk in a populated area, you know? Um, I think that a lot of times you find people that live in like the suburbs and stuff, um, find themselves shopping a lot. And I don't think it's because people are actually looking to spend money. I think that they're window shopping to get out of their own head. Yeah, They're just so walking around. Cause like walking around a suburb, there's nothing to look at, right? Yeah. You're back in here. You're yeah, ba- You're yeah, still here. Cause yeah. you're in your home space effectively, you know? So making the decision like, okay, I'm just going to walk up and down the main street or I'm going to walk up and down. It just takes you out of your own narrative a little yep. bit. And that for me is really helpful. Yep. Especially if you live in like an urban environment, like you know, if you live in Los Angeles, you can go walk around a park and you'll see people with all sorts of different kinds of life going on. And that to me, I find to be really helpful. Yeah. What I um, find like really striking is the level of self-awareness. Like you are fully here, no blinders on, and you're aware and you're saying like, I don't want to get in my own way and I want to be able to show up, identify when something's going on and then do something about right, it right as opposed to letting it suck me in yeah. so there's it's it's a lot of trial and error you know because but until I wrote my second book, Buffering, was my first book, My Drunk Kitchen, was all about like my drunk kitchen. It was like a joke. It's like a fun self-help parody cookbook. It's fun. Um, my second book, Buffering, is a memoir about kind of my life and my journey. You know, I've had family members that have been homeless. I have family members that have committed suicide. Um, we've, we've been through it, you know? And so Buffering is a heavy read. My favorite review on Audible for Buffering is a nice triggering drive to work. 
And I love that. Oh reading, re- not only was writing that book hard, but reading it out loud was even hard. It was like the most exhausting, like three days of my life. Um, but it was great. But it was like, imagine writing out your trauma and then reading it. So intense. Isn't that crazy? It was crazy. It's so intense. But anyway, long story short, I don't think so important and such a necessary book. And thank you for writing oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love it. Buffering, so many people, tales of a life fully loaded. So many people feel so much less alone and probably this is the piece that you don't take, you like sort of, um, deflected it, but that ability that you have to be conscious and, and want to see this, like, this is life-saving and it's life-changing. And, and I don't know how you have the courage to look at it all or how you even like awoke to it. Mm. But why don't we talk about that for a second? Cause that's what we all need. We need this like higher level of consciousness. Otherwise what happens is you're going to suffer everybody to different degrees and your mind and your stuff is the main reason you're suffering. It's yep. really not your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your spouse. It's mostly not that. Oh, How yeah. did and you have the courage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because this is what I think is the missing piece. I hear you. I hear you. you. Know? Okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. So it's basically, I think it stems from this. There's two sides to every coin, right? And I have an inherent feeling of worthlessness. And I have to actively remind myself of my self-worth. And this other side of that coin, that feeling of worthlessness, the other side of that coin is compassion because I'm aware that it's not all about me. And that's what I use. It's like, I know it's not all about me because it's like, nothing's all about one person. We're all just here alive. So the reason why I say it that way is that it's not a tool, it's the opposite side of a state. It's a blessing and a curse. It's like my self-criticism and self-judgment and low self-worth allow me to be a very empathetic, compassionate yeah, person. That makes sense. You know but what I mean? What was it that helped you to have this maturity to show up for yourself mm. and see these things and then have the courage to get the help that you need when you need it. I've just seen a lot of people suffering and it's hard for people. They, It's so much easier to just keep the blinders on and blame everybody and everything for what's going on and why right. we're sad, as opposed to saying like, even if it's chemical, I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to go figure out a way yeah. to kind of manage it so that I'm not suffering. That yeah. takes tremendous strength. And you continue to show up and you're laying it all out. You're like, sometimes it's this, sometimes it's this. And I, if it's this, I it's do this. Exa- I mean, oh yeah. It's look exhausting. Look how productive you are and look how self-aware you are. Were you always like that? Or did you have an experience in your life where you were like, oh my God, that cracked me open and I was able to see it and I was able to like take responsibility for it. Was and there an overnight success to that? No, there's not yet. over time. Yeah. Or maybe because you saw so many people suffering, you were so determined and so driven yeah. to sort of not not just get stuck there. I think it, yeah, I think it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like results, you know? And this is me at 31 and me at 21 was nowhere near this at all. It's kind of taking responsibility and like seeing patterns. For instance, like, you know, when I was younger and I was told, I was completely unmedicated. I didn't even know I had depression when I was in my twenties and I would just stay in bed all day long and it wouldn't make things better, but I would just lay, I would lay on a couch staring at the ceiling and I would just feel like there was a giant lead blanket like on me, on my so face. Awful. It was just like I was so depressed, but I didn't know it was depression. And I would just stay there and I would just feed it and feed it and feed it by like, well, I can't do anything, so I'm not going to do anything. Well, I can't do anything, so I'm not going to do anything. And then just over time, it's like, okay, well, what can I do? Okay, what can I do? I was like, I can bathe. I said, like, great, take a shower. You know, and just, I think it's when I stopped looking for a hundred percent results, the 1% results, the 10% results got greater. It's amazing that you've done everything you've done. You're so prolific and you're productive and you're affecting so many people. And that would be amazing if you were a person who didn't have any of these added obstacles. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You have all of this stuff and you're just like... I'm just trying. It's, up. Yeah. And you know, I can tell that I'm entering into another transitional phase. Like I'm coming to the end of what this first wave of this life was, you know, this like entertainment lifestyle. Why do you feel that? 
Uh, is this the I'm, birth of the podcast? Is that feeling like it's a different... I think it's like I'm thinking about my life, like family. Like, I don't own a house. Like, I don't have babies. I'm not married. Like, I got to enter into like the next stage of my life. You want that? Oh, yeah, of course. I want I, I want everything. Look, as far as I'm concerned, I've somehow made it to the top of the food chain. So if I'm not going to have the best life possible, then no one can. Like, I've got everything. I'm good. So I better <laughs> find a way to be happy. I would say. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, and it's I like, and I want to have a family. Or do I? Like, I'm just kind of entering this next. That's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. But it's also brand new because with that comes all new things that I'll have to figure out about myself. You know, like, that's just going to be the next wave. I Now at 31, I've figured out everything that Hannah at 21 needed. Hmm. But it took me like 10 years to do it. Yeah, of course. And now you're on the next adventure. And now I'm at the bottom of the next step. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> you're so cute. Uh, she's so lovable, right? Okay, I have a few more questions. But first, I'm going to say a big thanks to a couple more sponsors. Thanks to Weebly for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Weebly is the easiest way to create an incredible looking website. Its e-commerce platform has the tools you need to sell products, create marketing campaigns, and tell your brand story and more. And because Weebly's mission is to help turn people's great ideas into successful online businesses, they built an incredible support team so no scripts, no robots, just a friendly human who can help you do what needs doing. So if you've got a product or idea you want to share with the world, check out Weebly. Have your online store up and running in a matter of hours. And because you listen to this podcast, you can visit Weebly.com slash dream job and get 15% off your first purchase. That's Weebly.com slash dream job. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, technology, and more. Whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or build your own business, Skillshare will keep you learning in 2018 and beyond. I love Skillshare, and I think it's important to keep learning new skills no matter how old you are, because let's face it, like we can all better our email marketing. We can all better our presentation. We can all get more organized. We can all get more systems in place. You can take classes in social media design, songwriting, creative freelancing, you name it. They seriously have it. So whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or just explore a new passion, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. Two questions. One is when you wrote Buffering... What were you hoping was going to be the result for a reader? What were you hoping would happen for someone? Why did you write it? You know what? My hope was so much smaller than what the result actually turned out to be. In my mind, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to write buffering. And then finally, I'm going to feel like everybody knows me. And it's just all out there. And like, I never have to think or talk or do anything about it again. And like, there no, it is. No, no, no. It's the complete opposite. Everyone's Done. like, tell me more about that. You're like, no. Or, or, or and then, and, and also... I was floored by the amount of people that could relate in shades to the book and people that were like, whoa, that feeling you describe, I have that feeling and I thought I was the only one who ever felt that way. Like, which is why the written word is so important, ladies and gentlemen, and podcasts, which are kind of like our next, you know, or like they're very similar to it. Um, I, I mean, I love reading things and books, mainly books. I used to read a lot of books. Now I don't read anything. This is what you just said is super duper important. This idea that people don't feel alone. This idea that when people are suffering, they feel like completely alone in that. And when you said earlier that you had a feeling of worthlessness, I think that's the biggest epidemic. Like I think that the if you really peel away all the layers, probably the thing at the core of people's pain is a feeling of not being lovable mm -hmm. or not being worth enough. Mm -hmm. That's really unifying. Oh, yeah. And it, it shows everywhere. I mean, it's so, you know, if you study so history and society or anything like that, if you look at it right now, we're in this time where we have this deep well of spiritual hunger because so many of our material needs are met. And so there's nothing for us to do like what are we doing yeah. you know it's like all of our work is stationary we work on laptops over emails at call centers we just sit yeah and we work because even if you don't have money you can get a dollar burger but that's not good for you that's bad for your body but whatever you don't have time to think about it like right. all but there's we don't 
we're, we're not doing anything. You're not spending your entire day finding, hunting something and then like washing an outfit, which takes hours to go to the river. Like, yeah, you're literally... well, you're not doing anything. And it's kind of like, <laughs> you look, you're not, we're not, we don't like, like let's be honest. We're not doing anything. It's like your emails, guess what? There'll be more tomorrow. There's no satisfaction. And this speaks, you know, almost full circle back to what I said at the beginning of like, when I'm feeling really bad, I have to physically, I have to make something yeah. because then you can see what you've done. And even if you don't think you're someone that likes gardening or don't think this and that, like if you want to just do something so you can see the result of it and be like, oh, wow, look, I did something today. Like for right. me, that feels really good. Mm-hmm. So I, I hate email. I hate it. My, my inbox is always full. Yeah, always. Same. Because every day it's just full again. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's the point? I'm not getting anything out of this. Yeah. In my journey, I feel like what I've found to be true because I've been on this mission to like figure out how to feel good and genuinely good. And what I've learned is that the opposite of depression, I think is purpose is this mm. feeling of like contribution. That's being... just a small order. Purpose. Yeah, purpose. <laughs> but I think what you're saying relates to that, that feeling of like contributing something, making something. Yeah. And so for you in your life, I would posit that part of the reason that you've just been able to keep expanding how much not only do you, your well being, but also what you're doing is like every few months every year you look back and you're like oh i think i contributed yeah i felt like i added something yeah and for me it's really small scale in a lot of ways and this is going to sound so impossibly untrue but it's just true so like i've been i'm busy i travel a lot and i'm in and out of the house a lot and my partner my girlfriend is always like you know we really got to get the apartment cleaned like you should call the cleaning lady and i'm like oh yeah i'll do it but in my head, I'm like, no, because sometimes I like to clean and I like to clean. Like I want to be the one that cleaned the kitchen. It's like I have these little things that keep me feeling grounded. It feels like satisfying. Like, yeah. I achieved something. Look, I really fucking redid the spice cabinet drawers and I cleaned this and I polished the inside of my sink and it felt great. You know, it's like, that's the thing. It's like I sometimes when I'm home, if I'm not traveling, I can do it. Because I want to do it because that makes me feel good. And that's something I know about myself, right? And so I think that because in society we're given so many options of satisfaction or time savers that when we forget what to do when we have time, you know? And that sucks. That sucks so bad because no one's telling us what to do. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you have time. What are you going to do with it? And you're like, uh, I guess just waste away. No. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I know. But- um, so people are going to ask. They're going to say, like, I just started a – YouTube channel and like, is there anything I should do with like hashtags or am I supposed to be doing anything with like Facebook ads? Like from, from your perspective, does any of that stuff work? Is it really more about content and content being amazing or are there sort of things that you're like, no, you definitely need to learn how to hashtag something. There are those lessons, but I'm unfortunately not the person that knows them because I'm always at the definition of what do you mean by work like it doesn't work it worked it didn't do well it did well like for me my struggle is consistency not viral success and so there are answers to those questions but sadly i'm not an expert in that my thumbnails suck my titles suck whatever but like i've been doing this for seven years so establish yourself after the course of seven years with an accidental viral success like i don't know what to you know what i mean i don't know I know there's a lot you can do with Facebook ads in terms of marketing to specific demographics. Like you can really do targeted marketing, mm-hmm. but I think that that's the, that's the term I would Google. And do you even use that? No. Amazing. But my Facebook sucks. Like it doesn't, I don't have a Facebook that I use. My Facebook is my Twitter feed. But you can't just some, say you had this viral luck and that's why you have two and a half million it's subscribers. It's not why I have two and a half million subscribers, but if right. you're asking me how to have viral luck, I don't know. Right. But I'm saying, how did you grow your subscribers? What do you think? Do you think it was purely this person told this person who told this person because the mm. content was... Collaboration is key. What do you mean? Interviewing other people yeah. who have shows? Yeah, yeah. Interviewing other people. You're just making content with other people who have content, doing what we're doing right now, like being on your podcast, blah, blah, blah. Collaboration super key. Um, I also think that consistency is key. And it's tough because like the advice I give, I don't know if it's good. This is what I did for me is I don't believe in having all your eggs in one basket. So 
And I also don't believe in spreading yourself too thin. So with those two conflicting Hannah, statements. those are two different know, things like, to say. Hannah, that's crazy. But like, you know, in the beginning, I always diversified what I was doing. Um, but at the root of this is like, until you find your voice in your community, that's what you need to build, right? Yeah. It's people that you like too. And that means like people that are fans, like people that were a part of my community early on and fans of my channel. Like I would reverse stalk people and I'd be like, I like them too. You know, I'd be like, wow, that person seems like they're cool. Great. Would you ever create content based on what you thought they wanted to like watch? If I'm creating content right, what they want is in line with what I want. So that's big. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people are, they think that to be a creative means I'm going to, you know, die on the sword as it has to be only about, you know, what I want to do. So oh my God. I know. And the sad thing is, is that I have such a like, it's it's really, you know, you got to do stuff to keep the channels and keep your stuff healthy and participate in that way. But that is still coming from a natural place. Like I naturally want to collaborate. I naturally want to participate. I naturally want to grow as a content creator. But also to keep myself alive, I have to just make weird shit sometimes. I did a post video the other day called Five Terrible Things I Did This Week. And like Adorable. if you look at Hannah Hart on paper, it's like, oh, she's all about reckless optimism and positivity and like self-love on paper me would never post a video called five terrible things i did this week and but why'd you do it because it was hilarious to me i i ate soup on an airplane in a middle seat and coach it was noodle soup i did that to two people i did that i was not feeling well and i was tired and i was sitting there on a plane, cute. I was the person that, that they so for sure cute. were texting their friends like, oh my God, who there is, is a woman sitting next to me who is eating soba Horrible here. right now. Yeah, but so, so do that, you ever that started ask your it. audience, like, what do you guys want me to create? Or do you just look for what gets like the most views and you're like, they like it. I'm going to do another drunk kitchen because they liked it. No, I don't look backwards. I look at comments like the day of, but I don't like, I'm the type of person who wrote their essays and turned them in without reading them again. Right. Mm -hmm. So. I don't like to look back because if it's bad, I won't do another. And that is something I really need to grow on. Mm. Like, I have no idea how many people listen to my podcast. I haven't looked. I have not checked. And that's fine. It, I just, I don't want to know because I'm so enjoying making analyze this. <laughs> you know what I mean? After I post a video, I don't look at the views. Since we're sort of like right near that topic right now, how do you handle when someone is a hater and they have like a, such a nasty comment? Oh, yay. A question. Yay. Okay, good. I feel much more comfortable in that space. I wish, I wish I had the secret sauce and I wish I had the tips and tricks. For those of you listening who are interested in maybe building a bigger social footprint online, there's a lot of best practices out there, but the best practices won't mean anything unless you, you have a reason why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, cause otherwise you're just a bot. Like, yeah. who are you? You know? Yep. So, but back to your question about haters. Yeah. I think that what gets to me, you know, on the internet, sometimes people will misinterpret what you say. And if enough people misinterpret it, it probably means that you need to address it. But if it's like one or two out of 2000, probably means you don't have to. <laughs> so if your entire feed is saying one thing, address it. If a handful of people are saying some things, don't worry about it. So you don't let it bother you if someone's like, she's so annoying. Not at all. I don't, I don't. Who is this person? They're invisible to me. Oh, but that's good. Because a lot of people be like really hard to read that. I don't read. You don't. Don't read them. Don't do it. Don't even read, read the comments for feedback. Um, what's been your favorite episode so far of the podcast? Analyze this. Oh my God. Well, we had a really good, I think, episode on sexual health, um, and sex education in America. There are some shocking statistics. We do not teach children about sex. Yeah. It's fascinating. So I really like the episode about sexual health. Um, so check that one out. There's also one where we try a float tank, like an isolation chamber. Um, that's episode two. Uh, so please also check that out and then subscribe and like them and do everything and listen to them also <laughs> um are you basically putting yourself the two of you like through different self-help processes yeah so the basic premise of it is that we explore um different self-help practices and see what works for us and what doesn't work and we report back on them mm -hmm. um and this isn't saying that these practices are good or bad um it just is you're just investigating yeah here's our things. candid here's our here's our reporting here's our biased hannah reporting and which self-help thing have you guys liked the best so far we just did the rage cage. That episode's not out yet. What's that? It's like a smashing ground where you go and you smash a bunch of stuff. Huh. I did not like it. Okay. Um, but Hannah liked it. 
Uh, we did love languages recently. You know, we just want to invite people who normally wouldn't investigate the self-help space, like people who maybe would investigate the comedy space. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people that want to come through that door. Right. That they're going to get a spoonful of sugar, but then they're also maybe going to get awesome. something that they can apply to their lives. That's awesome. You know? Way to contribute things. I mean, we'll see, man. <laughs> So where can people find you? Where do you want to send people to? You can find me on the internet. Okay. So if you guys <laughs> want to find more of me, Hannah Hart, you can follow me across all forms of social media at Harto, H-A-R-T-O. And please also listen to my new podcast, Hanalyze This, available anywhere uh, you listen to podcasts. That's H-A-N-N-A-H-L-Y-Z-E. So right now people are in their car or they're at the gym or on the subway. And, you know, it's just one person at a time listening to the show. Yeah. What do you want to leave them with? What do you want to say to these souls who are tuning in and hoping, really hoping that they can find more fulfillment in their life and do do something in their life that makes them... Mm. My message to them is good job. Good job. You care about your life at all. You're not taking it for granted. So good on you. Good job. That is so cute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, you're fantastic. Oh, well, thank you. I've had such a lovely time. You're very easy. You're to... a total pro, bro. No. This is great. Look at this. It's like, boom. This boom. is great. And, you know, you're adorable. And I think everybody, if they didn't know you now, they're in love with you. And go check out our podcast and watch those videos. If you haven't already, you're going to love it. Yeah. And they, you, they, you know what we call them, our listeners? We call them earbuds. Cute. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. You love the puns. You're oh, already like an 85-year-old Jewish man and you're only 31. <laughs> it could be a sickness. I don't uh, know. I don't know. Thank you, guys. Thank Yay. you. This was so much fun and there were lots of great takeaways. Here are a few. Number one, there's no such thing as an overnight success. It's an excuse to give up your dream or never make it happen. Number two, be consistent regardless of results. Focus on the qualitative outcomes, not the quantitative ones. Number three, if you feel fulfillment in the process of creating, you are in a good spot. Number four, de-invite the parts of your mind that aren't serving you. Number five, forgive yourself. Number six, actively tell yourself you are worthy. Number seven, self-awareness is not an aha moment. It takes time to see patterns and take responsibility. Number eight, collaborate and diversify. Build your voice and a community of people who you like. Number nine, create content that's in line with what your audience wants and what you want. Number 10, have a reason why you're doing this. Don't be a bot. And number 11, good job. It really is true, you guys. Great job. Like the fact that you're even tuning into the show. These are big things to think about. These are big questions to ask yourself. Like, do you ever stop and give yourself enough credit for the stuff that you're doing that's amazing, that's brave, that takes tremendous courage? Like, why not? Like, take a little time and actually be kind to yourself. Also, I just wanted to say, because I've been getting so many messages in my Instagram about this. Clarity follows action. So often people are asking me like, Kathy, how do I know what job to pursue? Which passion project to dive in on? Where to live? Who to date? Like I understand in your life sometimes it can be confusing and we just don't have clarity. Life can be in pencil and I encourage you to dive in, to try things on, to explore things because often it might not even be one of the two things that you're thinking. It might actually be a third thing or a fourth thing. But the best way to know sometimes is to just do. And then you do, and then you assess, and then you keep going. And you have so much more information about what you like or about what you do that the world likes. And I want you to trust that you will be led to where you can serve the most. You will be. Like Hannah thought she was going to be translating Japanese. Instead, she makes a video, sends it to a friend, realizes that the world really responded to that, and she started to explore making more videos consistently, and it's led her to a huge career and then writing books. And now she's an advocate for people who have challenges and mental health, and also she's an advocate for people in the LGBT world. So it's like you are going to be led to where you can make the biggest contribution, and I want you to trust that. And so it doesn't matter if you start off as a songwriter you might wind up hosting a podcast. You might start off sending a, a video to a friend drunk in your kitchen and you might wind up creating a self-help podcast and changing the world and giving people permission to feel to feel like they're enough. You are going to be led if you're humble enough 
and you want it and you want to contribute and you want to show up and you're willing to be brave and just go all in, the world will give you feedback about what they're loving and what they're needing and you keep listening and you keep trying and you might start out doing floral design and you might wind up planning weddings and then you might wind up writing a book on couples work and being a counselor. Who knows? So don't be afraid to be messy and dive in. And you can go front ways and sideways, and sometimes things are not linear, and it's all okay, and you're going to be led to exactly where you're meant to be. Okay, now for something I love, sharing your wins. So usually we share the amazing stories of our listeners who are building their bridge and taking those steps towards that thing that fills them up and gives them purpose. But this week, I thought this win was also important to share. We asked for your weekly wins on our Facebook page, and Shannon Marie commented. She said, Honestly, my biggest win this week was posting my latest fail on social media. As an artist, I have had some really great opportunities lately to work with major corporations, and I love the way my career is going. But this has led to a lot of people asking me how to do the same, and I've started to feel like a bit of a fraud. Behind the scenes, I put out tons of proposals and work super hard, but what people see is my wins. So I posted my latest loss, and really it was thanks to listening to Kathy's vulnerability, which helped me so much. Fails do happen and you just move on, but if people only see wins, they may assume it's all smooth sailing for you, and it's not. So it really, you guys, I thought this was awesome, and thank you, Shannon, for saying that. It's so important to be vulnerable and authentic and talk about the highs and the lows so that you can be like your true self. I think it actually attracts more people into your world. I think it's one of the reasons why Hannah Hart is so successful. I think it's the reason why Jen Chinchero is so successful, and Martha Beck, and everyone else we've had on this show. Like... You need to be a real human being. And I've talked on the show about what I've been through. And I tell you sometimes, like, my marriage isn't always perfect. I don't always feel like the perfect mom. I've had struggles in my childhood. I've had struggles all the time. The other day I posted on Instagram about how I just want to lose weight. Like, sometimes I just feel fat and I feel like an idiot for even saying that out loud. It's like, we're all going through stuff. Nobody's having the most perfect day or the most perfect vacation. And I think actually this is what people need more of is authenticity and realness. And they need to know like you're a real human being who doesn't just always look perfect. All right. Well, I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like this episode, please go ahead and share it with a friend. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already and leave us an iTunes review. Come follow me on Instagram because I am there and I'm answering every DM and I'd love to see you and be able to chat with you more. Another reminder, we do have that free masterclass coming up on the five secrets to starting a successful podcast. So you can go to everyonecanpodcast.com to sign up, or you can go to the link in the show notes. If you want to start a podcast, I'm definitely going to be helping you to do that. So go ahead and sign up and you can get in the loop about the free masterclass and everything else that's going to be going on about all that. I'll talk to you guys next week, or I'll see you on Instagram or Facebook in between. Have a great day. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.